an unsurpassed, penetrating, and perfect dharma is rarely met with, even in a hundred thousand million kalpas, having it to see and listen to, to remember and accept, I vow to taste the truth of those Tathagata's words. Good morning. Good morning. So I was reading some commentary by Shohaku Okamura. He gave a series of lectures at the Chapel Hill uh, Zen Center. And he worked on uh, Zazen Shin uh, with the uh, teacher there, Joshua Patrimon. I'll talk more in the class about the results of my query about the difference between non and beyond. Shohaku makes the point that Zazen Shin, the acupuncture needle of Zazen, is because it, it's Zazen is uh, medicine. You know, acupuncture is medicine. And those needles are meant to cure you and heal you. So this is Dogen's, <laughs> Dogen's remedy for what ails us. And the illness, you could say, is our greed, hate, and delusion, the three poisons that make the world go round. In a, a Tibetan sort of, you know, mandala, the wheel of life, right in the middle, there's a snake and a rooster and a pig. And one of the things that Shohaku points out is that we often, we come to zazen, we practice zazen, we begin practicing, maybe we always practice out of these poisons to some extent. Some people have agreed to uh, get something. He talks about people um, wanting to you know, get enlightened. Kate talks about coming, thinking that she would <laughs> she'd do it for a few months and then she would uh, get enlightened and everything would be perfect from then on. She had to disabuse herself of that notion, which she seems to have done. Or we do it maybe out of hatred, maybe hatred of something in ourselves that we don't like. I'll stop being whatever. I thought I would go off to Tassahara and I would stop being so self-righteous about my politics. And uh, a little bit. <laughs> I did not become a different person. I was, I apologize to all kinds of people. Uh, and delusion. Delusion. All kinds of delusion. One of the things Dogen talks about is people who think that it's okay, well, if you have a Kensho experience and then everything is fine and you don't have to sit Zazen anymore. That's a delusion and based on greed, maybe to get that experience and then be free of Zazen. But there's lots of delusions. We sit with delusion. We think we'll be able to stop thinking. Not. We think we're doing it wrong if we have a thought. So Zazen is the medicine. It's an acupuncture needle. I don't know if you've ever had acupuncture, but it can. It, it, it can be helpful. It never did much for me except 
if I, I go there and they put a needle right here at the, at the top of my nose, right in the middle between my eyes and, and I would just go to sleep and I'd have a blissful hour of rest. Anyhow, but I, I do believe that it works. I don't, I just don't think that it was, it, I have, uh, uh, turns out chronic trochanteral bursitis and it's chronic and it has to do with, you know, that my, my hip socket doesn't exactly work perfectly. And so it irritates that bursa and it, it is much better, but it wasn't. But at any rate, the acupuncture needle of Sazen. And what says Sazen medicine? It says, he says at the beginning, it's sitting steadfastly. Sitting steadfastly. That word, you know, this whole thing about non or quite beyond, or there's a, there's a couple of other phrases that people have said. You know, they're just words. They're just words. I am attached to non. I have a lot of ideas about non. It's my intuitive understanding of Dogen's point that matters, not the words. It's delusion to get attached to the words. So I, I hope that I'm attached to his meaning and that practice rather than the words. And steadfast is not a, an attractive word to me. He, talk, he uses that word in what we've been reading. Sitting steadfastly. What are you doing sitting there steadfastly? What do you think about sitting there steadfastly? And steadfastly just seems sort of rigid and hard. At any rate, what are you doing sitting there steadfastly? What do you think about sitting there steadfastly? I think not thinking. How do you think not thinking? Non-thinking. Or beyond thinking, if you prefer that. The point is, the acupuncture point is, don't generate thoughts. Don't direct thoughts. Don't get on the train of thoughts. Just let, not to mix metaphors, but just let the popcorn machine of your thoughts pop. There is a state of non-thinking where they may not even complete themselves. And because you're not entangled with them, you don't care. So I have formed thought. It's not about cutting off thought. It's not about going to some sort of dozy, foggy place. There are times when there's not much thinking going on. Sometimes when I'm talking about zazen and I'm talking about silence, a, a silence comes up in me and it is an effort to talk. And part of me wants to stay there. But as Katagiri said, you have to say something. So. But wh whether it is one of those times of deep quiet or not, no matter what, you're still thinking. Thoughts still arise. They may not arise like a popcorn machine, 
Yeah. I, I was at a, a, a retreat once with Elon Rand early on, and uh, she asked us to to be quiet for a minute and count how many thoughts came up. And I just I closed my eyes and I realized I, I can't possibly count the thoughts that come up. It's just that. <laughs> and um, they I don't I don't know. It just it just doesn't it doesn't work like that for me anyway. And then when she asked, you know, people would say things like, there were 12. And I thought, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know your experience, but, but um, it just seems like, to me, they're, they can be quite random, or I could be on, you know, get on one train and just, I could do that for a minute. Uh, and if I'm just allowing it, it, it just seems like a, a mishmash. So. I'm going to try it. So let's try it. So let's just be, be silent for a minute and see if you can count your thoughts. Okay. How was that? Did you count your thoughts? No. <laughs> I thought I could, and then I was like, I'm just counting stimulation. I'm counting big things coming in. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's just a whole other thought. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and when did it start? When did that one? Yeah. Did you, were you able to count your thoughts? Oh, I thought I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> to 20 and I'm like, is a sensation a thought? Oh, there's a thought. Oh, that I didn't count it. Oh, I was worried about not counting it. I'm up to 20. Oh, I missed something. Every month. <laughs> Breathe. Oh, and then recognizing if I'm preparing for what I'm going to say when you ask me what I'm going to Welcome to the club. So thank you for doing your job, Brain. Yeah. Well, you know, Chiama calls them brain secretions. Which I think is I find helpful. And you, sir? Was Liam? Yeah. Yeah, Liam, I'm sorry. Well, when I felt like it was kind of a contest, so they would kind of be a little more suppressed or something. So they just kind of peek up kind of quietly. <laughs> I counted six or seven or something, but they were more subtle in a way since I was trying to focus on being quiet. Yeah, they wound up being. Um, I tried to count, and then when I got to somewhere around 20, it was like 23, 24, 25, I was counting self another thought, so I, I didn't to say <laughs> I just had these vague things floating around, and then I had one thought. When's the minute going to be up? <laughs> that was the only comment. 
So, whatever, non-thinking. I like that word or that phrase. I like that thought, that approach, that it isn't about blocking the thoughts off. It's not about, this is a doganism, right? It's not about not thinking. That's another delusion. That's another hatred, pushing thoughts down. He says in another place, in that first section, I think, you are thinking, there is thinking going on, you will think. He doesn't use the, the he doesn't punch it like that, but he said, I think he does say, you will think. Yeah, you will, you do think. And we'll talk on Wednesday about um, somebody thinking. I don't want to get into that now, because uh, uh, Paula raised that as a question after she listened to the class. And so I thought we should talk about it in the class because uh, we didn't, nobody raised it last week. And uh, I've been thinking about it. I have ideas about it, I don't know, but I'm, I think it would be interesting to talk about it. So non-thinking is about allowing, letting the myriad things come forth and experience themselves. And those myriad things include thoughts. So the difference with Melsazen, and mine often, not always, but as he said, yeah, I have thoughts, but they don't bother me. And I do find it helpful to remind myself, it's just another brain squishing. That's what I wanted to say. I would have explained a little more if there were new people here, but they left. So I didn't need you. And if you're confused, listen to the first class. <laughs> um, so do you have any questions or comments? Or? Yeah. Zach. My approach and I'm going to tell it, hoping that it's okay. <laughs> it's already in the room. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. I'm glad you noticed that. Yes. <laughs> is that rather than pushing, I kind of, I mean, sometimes I literally go, okay, you're yakking here, and just let it go. Yeah. Versus, Stop thinking about that. And, um, you know, both and sort of start over again. And I find that as sort of more gentle than trying to. Yeah. He's, uh, you can't see him online, or if you're listening to this later, but he just sort of tightened his. I'm not doing the same thing. Nobody can see it, but he tightened his body and sort of. Steadfastly. <laughs> um, yeah, now work on how how you talk to yourself. <laughs> Just yakking away. Because <laughs> um, that's pretty general. I have a friend who used to, when he found himself thinking, he would say, oh, excuse me. <laughs> it's mine, excuse me, and then come back his breath. <laughs> Remember on the Dick Van Dyke show, there was a character. He used to say, I said to myself, self. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Maury Amsterdam? Yes. 
Anybody else? Yeah, two things. One is that it's kind of easier to let go of thinking when I'm about to go to sleep. And I can't, of course, this isn't the sort of thing that I can will to happen, but sometimes when I'm on the verge of sleep, my mind will be trying to solve some problem. And then I'll realize that I'm already dreaming and I'll say, oh, I don't have to resolve that. And then I completely let go. <laughs> <laughs> or, or waking up from a dream, same thing happens. That, um, you know, I'm waking up still with the problem in my mind of, wait a minute, that was a dream. And then it just, it, yeah, it, and it's interesting yeah. because I do that. I, I, I have some problem and, and I and I wake up and I, I, I have to, sometimes I have forgotten that it's not real. Yeah. And then as soon as I notice that, it does, it just, which is, uh, maybe, you know, we could maybe do more of that in our regular life yeah. with real problems. Just very, very briefly, because one of the things that kept popping in my head was also, I'm going to get the dogs out before it gets too hot. But, because it is getting hot. But my experience, this is a little tangential, but my experience with acupuncture is almost the same as yours. Never done much for me, but when they put that one right there, it knocks me right out. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. And it's, it's worth the trip just right. for that. I thought about it, you know, if I can't sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, you know, putting hand, finger pressure on that. On that. Same yeah. for those who are listening. <laughs> So for me, I um, thank my brain for taking good care of me because I know it's doing its job. It helps me relax. Mm. And then before I go to bed, if I can't get my brain to slow down, I'll pull like, kind of like, I don't know if you watched uh, Harry Potter, but he would pull, pull everything out with a wand. Oh. <laughs> and so, so I'll just pull pull it and put it beside my bed, like in a, I have a little box there. Yeah. Sometimes I shut the lid on the box, sometimes you could stay there tonight. <laughs> Go to sleep, yeah. Well, that's what, yeah. Enacting an intention can be very powerful. Okay. Beings are numberless, I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to rend them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it.